We just had pizza and pie. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, pizza and pie, urban legends, the pizza was good, the pie was so-so. Kind of true crime. Lindsay did not make the pie, but she made banana bread, and that is much better than the pie. Anything spooky related. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, everyone. And Linz, thanks. Uh, Every single (laughs) week since whenever, since we bought that mediocre pie, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go make banana bread and I'll go pick up a mediocre pie. And then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched or just what we've learned along the way with each and every one of you and each other for the very first time. And this week... I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to our dog. Aww. Mm -hmm. She deserves it. I love our dog. I'm going to dedicate my portion (laughs) of the show to other people's dogs. Yeah. So episode 105, if you need to remember it somehow, is the dog episode where everyone's dog (laughs) is accounted for and we love them and they're great. Well, that's kind of nice that you dedicated it to our dog because our dog got bit in the mouth this yep. weekend. She did. Yeah. She tried to make a new friend. She went in smiling. She came out smiling, but she just had a bloody jaw. Yep. Uh, she got a little bite on her cheek and then also some bites on her gums. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> you know, she and don't worry, she's perfectly fine. She was smiling after the whole thing. And she even number two as soon as it was over. So she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. yeah. But what I was thinking is that Maybe we can learn a lot if you and I ever need to defend ourselves in the wild. Now, Mm -hmm. that could mean in the woods or... Against a cryptid. Against a cryptid. Yeah. Maybe a part of the body that people don't go for typically when you're fighting, you know, you think you go for the neck, you punch him in the stomach, you hit him in the oops-a-daisy. But no one really goes for the gums. Yeah, if you just bite someone in the mouth. Yeah. Well, specifically their top lip and cheek but you have to get their whole (laughs) flap into your mouth imagine like okay two two bras they're drinking too much at the bar okay two bras they're like (laughs) um they're like too drunk and they want to start a fight with each other i was gonna wear that myrtle beach (laughs) t-shirt yeah and then they take it outside and then they just start like biting each other's mouths yeah (laughs) <laughs> like a dog fight. <laughs> uh, I don't. Well, it's funny because one, that would be very funny to see. Yeah. Two, I bet you that that has happened before. Mouth fight? I bet you some people like they're like, you want to go outside? Yeah, let's take it outside away from we'll actually be a little bit polite. And they go outside. And then, yeah, I'm sure that it's happened at least once that someone has bit somebody else's mouth. Probably called like the walrus challenge. Oh, yeah. It's probably like, like a trending thing. Yeah. Let me but, like, check the hashtag really quick. Yep. <laughs> it's actually the number fourth most trending thing oh. on Twitter right now is the walrus challenge. I figured. Well, speaking of walruses, which are actually pretty horrifying animals, if you think about it. The Their way... fights are scary. Well, and they're like, what? I don't know, a ton or something of just flop. And they have gigantic teeth. What they're like, like a like a foot long or something like that. Yeah, they're like a blob with teeth. Like, why aren't they? Why isn't there a cryptid like based off of that? Well, if it's always in our show notes, which I don't think anyone ever checks show notes, but mm-hmm. if if episode one hundred and five is the first time that you check show notes, 
We have a link in our show. I've said show notes so many times. Every time you say show notes, I think of show choir. I thought you were going to say every time you say show notes, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, show choir is actually funnier. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. But in our show notes is a link to cryptozoologynews.com where you can report your very own cryptid sighting. So if you want to and you want to say that you know you saw a cryptid that looked like a walrus, you could do that. Yeah, scary walrus cryptid. Like, I could see that. Like, there's Nessie and stuff. Like, maybe there's Blobby Thing. Yeah, Blobby Thing. I think we have to workshop the, workshop the name. But yeah, Flump is also an okay flump, name. Flump. Uh, uh, blob. Uh, blob Grip your tooth. lip. Yeah, Grip Your Lip is pretty good. <laughs> well, we could, um, we could workshop the name for a while, and then we'll come back, uh, and we'll talk about it. Sure. Okay. Well, what did we talk about? Last week, I talked about how your animal will, in fact, eat you if you die. Yep, that's true. And um, just hope that you don't have a hamster. I was about to say, we we heard from a few people, and they said that, hey, that was the scariest part of the episode. Uh, it was the hamster. was the hamster making, making a nest inside of a dead person. It was a pretty hamster-heavy episode, because that was like a hamster dance, mm-hmm. hamster body vessel. A lot of H recently, because I think it was last <laughs> week as well, we said- age oh it was two episodes ago we were talking about heavy having a ham heavy holiday oh so we were having a ham and hamster heavy holiday yeah no thank you that's four h's in a row ham's fine hamster's not yeah you're right and then i talked about i forget oh there was some unidentified i think four-legged thing that looked like a deer with a gigantic neck Mm -hmm. somewhere in new york and then we read that extremely spooky story uh, from our buddy Jay, the EMT. Yes, which now, is, it was a gross story. <laughs> yeah, it was it was legitimately scary. It was. And Jay sent us another email, and I haven't read it, but this one is, I read the subject of the email, and this and one- And it just says, don't check your upstairs closet. It said, I know where you live. <laughs> I've hidden, a, uh, I, I've hidden some things in your house. You have two months. That are upsetting. Yeah. That's a little upsetting and gross. So. Well, just stay tuned. Uh, Maybe this episode, maybe next episode. Who knows? I think maybe we need to screen this email that Jay sent us this time. And then if we need to make some uh, amendments. Yeah, because if it's too scary, we're not going to have any listeners. They're (laughs) going to get spooked away. I know. Everyone's going to get too scared. And I think just be in a permanent state of number one-ing their pants. (laughs) Just a constant number one. A constant number one. Hmm. I think you are first this week. Linz, I am first this week. Okay, good. Okay, fine. See if I care. <laughs> and uh, I have a little bit of breaking booze. And can you guess where it's from? Cryptozoology.com. Nope. Oh. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it was a trick. It was a trick. You're such a spooky trickster. You know, I think a lot of times I feel like a trickster. Yeah. You're kind of a trickster too, though. I don't know if I'm much of a trickster. I just know when weird situations are going to happen and then I stand back and let them happen and watch the weirdness happen. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you one, do you kind of orchestrate those things happening and then you stand back? Do you facilitate the weird? I feel like I'm just an observer. Okay. I'm a pretty, I would say I'm an observer. Okay. I would also say that you're more mischievous than than tricky. Or, yeah? Yeah, not what have conniving. I done that's mischievous. Just mischievous. Like what? 
I don't know. It's weird you ask me what because I don't have any examples, <laughs> but I just like. You can't if, put a tag on me when you don't have an example. But I mean, can't, and I want everyone to do this exercise at home. Can't mm. you all just kind of picture Lynn's doing like where, where you put the the two bottom parts of your palms together and like sort of um, tap your fingers against each other and like go. Like an evil villain? Yeah, and go, oh, good. <laughs> I could picture you doing that more than me. Just being, and that's more of a mischievous I get, thing. I don't know. If anything, I don't think I would be like a mischievous, like mastermind villain. Mm-hmm. I think I would be like a crotchety old witch in the woods. <laughs> and like, I'm about to see like this train wreck, like literal train wreck happen. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, this is going to be good to watch. And then I don't do anything to help. I just kind of like stand there and watch it as I stir my my cauldron. What's and then in, I'm like, oh, okay. What's in your cauldron really quick? Uh, ramen noodles, of oh, course. Okay. Oh, yeah, duh. Duh. Silly me. <laughs> yeah, miso. <laughs> Hello. I love miso. Okay. Preferably with an egg, but, you know. Yeah, well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Right. Which uh, can't be witches. Is that right. the thing? No, I don't think it's anything I would 100%. I, just I feel like I'm kind of a ramen witch anyways. Yeah. I live in the woods. <laughs> I'm usually here. Well, here... Like in our in our wooded home. Okay, but it's also weird that you say here because wherever anyone is listening to our show, that means where they are. Mm. So that's already creepier. Well, just watch out, I guess. If you smell ramen, I might be coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm well, ready. Well, this little this little morsel of breaking booze. This with, little noodle for you. This little noodle for you. Hey, got a little noodle for you. Hmm. Uh, was sent into us by our very own flute-armed friend Eli Rexford Chambers. Oh boy. So this was actually from Twitter. This is taken from a series of screenshots uh, from Twitter by M Morrigan Gray, and that's at. M. Morgan underscore Gray. G-R-E-Y, the fancy spelling, I think. Okay. And this is in reply to a tweet that says, tell me about yourself or tell me a story about yourself that sounds like a lie but is absolutely true. And I think I saw this tweet and it was something like, I have six legs, actually. (laughs) And then here's photo proof. But I was waiting to see something actually creepy. But Eli beat me to the punch and sent this thread. And I think it's pretty cool. Okay, you ready? Yes. Two summers ago, this is not me, this is M. Morgan Gray. Two summers ago, I went on a very strange hike, very remote. I got weird vibes as soon as I got out of the car, and my dog did not want to be there. Red flag number one. Your dog doesn't want to be outside in the woods. Red flag. Yeah. Almost immediately, I came across the first bone altar. Okay. There were a lot more, spaced over a mile apart, made of bones and rocks. So there's some pictures in the bottom of the first screenshot of some bone altars that this person saw. Now, are they animal bones or do they think that they're human bones? One at the bottom, I'll zoom in. One at the bottom looks like some sort of a rodent. You can kind of see its teeth. Yeah. The other ones, I don't really know. They're just kind of like... If you were to just Google cartoon yeah. bone, they look like a car- they look like a cartoon bone. Did she say where she was? Just very strange hike, TM, okay. and it was very remote. So the second part of it, oh, also in the altars were old rusted railroad railroad scraps. Okay. Then I started finding bones scattered on the trail. A scapula, ribs, I think that's how you say it. Scapula, scalp, doesn't matter. A long section of spine, cracked vertebrae, etc. I was good and spooked. Then I followed a curve in the trail 
and found a fresh pool of blood. I left very, I know, I left very fast running uh, to the three miles back to the trailhead. Okay, before I move on, there's the vertebrae that they saw as well. So it's all documented. That's a pretty big vertebrae. I think it is too. Uh, Oh, It's hard to tell with the picture because it's not compared next to something. And at the top, there's a little ribby. Oh. A little McRib. But I definitely think those are probably animal bones. They don't look human to I, me. I think so too. But I but they were at but least still. positioned to draw your attention by a human. Because right. I don't know. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I know that mandrills can be tricksters or other little other monkeys. But I don't know of many animals that make bone altars. I could see like a crow or a magpie making a bone altar though. Just to be funny. Just to like for some weird reason and then we find they out. They saw a scary movie. They saw the movie The Crow and they're like, oh, people <laughs> like scary movies with us in it. So let's be scary. They were perched behind a window where a family was watching The Crow. Oh, yeah. Since like magpies and crows are really smart, do they think like do they know that we think that they're kind of spooky? Now, that is a very cool question to ask. <laughs> like I guess we need to ask a crow. So are you at so not only Lynn's. You and I, we have to be careful because you and I sort of pride ourselves on not being very smart. Yes. <laughs> and I, I don't think we pride ourselves. I think we confirm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a question to well, think about, you know? like We're not very smart, so. <laughs> but we, you, you have to be careful because sometimes you pose these questions, which are actually pretty philosophical and pretty heady are crows are crows and magpies self-aware enough to know that we think that they're weird or like okay you (laughs) show the a crow the movie the crow oh and they go oh that's what i'm called and then they're like oh they used i well first of all i know him that's stuntman frank (laughs) and they use us in movies and they think that we like represent the devil yeah so we got to up the creepy, anyways. everyone. <laughs> anyways, I'm just, this is going to ruin my whole evening now trying to think of that. You think so? No. Okay. Continue. All right. So this is after uh, M. Morgan Gray ran back to the trailhead three miles. A few days later, I got really sick. Lots of lower back pain. It got so bad, I collapsed in a parking lot and had to go to urgent care. They x-rayed me and then asked if I'd been in an accident or had ha- or had a serious fall. No, nothing at all. Are you sure? The doctor asked. Because two of your vertebrae are fractured. Which, I st- do you think that happened when she fell in the parking lot? Well, she fell because she was in pain. Right, but if she had back pain and then fell, oh. she could have broken her vertebrae then. Depending on how she fell, or yeah. a um, or a ghost could have given her a power bomb, a right. wrestling move. Yeah, I think that's how. I think you land on your back. It's been a very long time since I've watched wrestling. I still can't explain it. I've never been in a situation that would have caused cracked vertebrae, but I did take a strange rock from the trail. I threw it out and felt better immediately. Skull and crossbone emoji. I took a rock from the ground, not from a pile. Oh, so this is what she learned. Uh, I took a rock from the ground, not from the pile. Listen to your dog. I reported the blood to the local ranger that was... A creepy story sent in from Eli by or sent from M. Morgan Gray by way of Eli Chambers about a creepy story that happened. Weird. It is a little bit weird, huh? Yeah. I like she definitely has pictures and stuff, which is obviously like I don't think that she's fibbing. I mean, that is a weird situation. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe she was cursed. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't. 
if I, but here's the thing. If I were hiking, if, right, you and I do not like going outside. No, um, I would never live in the woods. <laughs> uh, no, thanks. I don't think even to this day I've ever taken a rock home from a hike. Especially I would never take a rock home from a hike where I found bone altars. Yeah. I don't think that would, I, you know, I, I would not see a rock after seeing a series of bones and bone altars and go, well, this might look nice in our house. I might need to take this one home with me. Yeah, that's you, though. I mean, a lot of people do like to take little souvenirs. I mean, think about, like, a lot of people on, okay, when you were little on vacation, did you ever take sand home? Did no. Did you ever bottle sand? But people I thought do about that. it. I yeah. thought about it. So a rock could be, maybe she was somewhere really, really cool, and mm. she's like, I need to take a rock from here just to remember it. I mean, people like little memories and little knickknacks. People do like little knickknacks, but I just... It would be hard for me to think of taking a knickknack home from when I saw a bunch of bones stacked in certain yeah, true. positions. True. But I understand. I mean, again, in her defense, that would be a thing I probably would want to remember for a pretty long time. Right. Maybe it was a cool stone. Maybe it said, like, nothing weird going on here. Yeah. And she's like, I got to take this one with me because there's something weird going on here. Or she kicked it and then the bottom of the rock was like, oh, there's a fossil. And then she looked closer and it was a fossilized photo of uh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I got to have this rock. Yeah. And then even when she tossed it out, she was really, really sad because she's like, man, I know I'm never going to find a Buscemi rock ever again. This is a once in a lifetime deal. <laughs> I mean, one could argue that finding a fossilized photo of Steve Buscemi's face on a rock would be once in a lifetime. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, you're true. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you have a better chance of finding Bigfoot than finding Steve Buscemi's face on a rock. Now, this is good because <laughs> this, I, th okay, now I will for sure, uh -huh. uh, because this is a, a good segue. Remember how last week I wrote down Fresno Nightcrawler so I would m remember to put it on Twitter? Yeah. Guess what? I forgot to do. That, yeah, I was going to remind thing. you about that. But. Yeah, well, well, um, I will for sure remember to do, or is that is that how the words for go? For will to do, yes. I will for will to do for remember for me, for it, for them, to do it this week because it's my topic this week. For is. That, is. For, oh. Yeah, for is, it, it, it is. Okay. But, but uh, I will also put this on Twitter. What do you think would be more common? Finding a Bigfoot by yourself or finding a rock with a fossilized photo of Steve Buscemi's face? I don't know. We'll see who gets proof first, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. So as I said, my actual topic this week is the little Fresno Nightcrawler. Okay. That so you kind of talked about it last week. Barely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said it looks like something that might be what these people saw in New York. Um, but I have, there's actually a lot of really good information on this fun little crawly guy. Okay. Is he fun though? Yeah. Here, and here's, and here's proof. Okay. Uh, I was searching up Fresno Nightcrawler and the very first thing that came up before Fresno Nightcrawler video was Fresno Nightcrawler plush, like a little stuffed animal. And look at those fun <laughs> little things. They are actually really cute, but they kind of look like weird little teeth. They look like teeth or the one in the top looks like a parsnip. It does kind of look like a parsnip. Yeah. I could make those. Those are cute. Yeah. Aren't they really if, cute? I don't know. Do our listeners want some Fresno? What are they? Fresno Nightcrawler uh -huh. plush toys? Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe if you tell me something really cool, then I'll make you one. Or maybe, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, or whatever, Or just, dude. like, message me and be like, hey, make me one. Or else. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to be talking about, for the little bit of time I have remaining, the humanoid cryptid, the Fresno Nightcrawler, found in Fresno County, California. It's almost in the smack dab middle of California. Okay. So it's, I'm not sure if you can tell on the map, but it's the only part of the map that's bright red. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that looks like a bow tie. It does kind of look like a bow tie. I am getting this information from one of my favorite websites, cryptidswithaz.fandom.com. Okay. I love this website. The Fresno Nightcrawler, also known as the Fresno Alien, is a cryptid that has made two appearances so far. One in Fresno, California, and the other in Yosemite National Park. In both sightings, it's only seen in video footage. However, a man in Poland has claimed to have seen the creature. It's also said it's to resemble a caramel area creature, which I could have clicked on what the caramel area creature is, but I'm just going to assume that it looks like a giant candy bar. But I don't think that's true. Or it's caramel colored. Yeah, but I like to think about candy. Okay. Looks like Snickers bar. Let's go. Move on. Hey, are you paying attention? No, I'm just thinking about candy. Uh, Really quick, though, one thing that makes me excited about this little Fresno Nightcrawler is because there's really only two sightings, Mm -hmm. and both of those sightings are on video. So it's a fairly new cryptid, huh? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this this cryptid is new, new cryptid on the block, and it's fun learning about it without all the lore and all the history associated with it. Right. Well, because last week you were talking about, like, why aren't there new cryptids? But I guess that that there is. They're slowly creeping in. Mm -hmm. Nightcrawlers. The creature has also been spotted in Yosemite, where footage was again taken from what appears to be another security camera. This time there are two of them. Hmm. One being a very small, less than five meters. (laughs) Oh, less than 0.5 meters. I was going to say less than five meters. Five meters is very big. Yeah, that's still a big cryptid. (laughs) So less than than half a meter. Okay. Uh, And the feet of the creatures can be clearly seen, as well as what appears to be some sort of webbing connecting from the knees to the upper body, which is neat. The cryptid has also been videotaped in Poland, this time from what appears to be a handheld camera, judging from the shakiness of the footage. The creature cannot be seen for too long, but appears to have similar traits to the larger one of the two that was taped in Yosemite. You don't hear a lot about creepy cryptids in Poland, and I'm into it. No, yeah. I'm into it. Explanations. Here are five explanations of what the Fresno Nightcrawler or the... We need to come up with a better name because like there's the 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 caramel creature, sure, but what about something that like sounds cool or like the uh, the the Poland wobbler? Or the... Well, it's not just in Poland though, right? It's also in California. From... Yeah, I know, but that one specifically in Poland, I feel like we need to differentiate them because we're not sure if they're the same ones. So maybe you and oh. I could come up with a better name for the one in Poland. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm drawing a blank on that one. I, I said Poland wobbler. Yeah. But that one's a little hard to say. The Poland um, Poland tip Poland tiptoer. You like that one? I guess so. Okay. Do you it have, does kind of tiptoe a little bit. Do you have one you want to just throw out right now? I don't really have. I mean, I usually do, but I really don't have anything for this little guy. I guess he's just too new. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll move on. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Here's some exclamations. Uh, It could be an alien or an extraterrestrial being, sure. Mm -hmm. A new species, I don't agree with this, 
possibly a primate with short arms? I don't think so. Sorry. I don't think it's a primate with T-Rex arms and extremely long legs. A mm. misidentified gazelle standing upright? Also, even more of a stretch than an alien, I would say. A gazelle that just kind of wanders around on its back legs like a person at night. Yeah. Uh, now, here's one. It could be just pants and or a puppet on a wire. Okay, could be. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Possibly an entirely new kind of animal, which might be mammal. Now, I would like to say that they said it was either pants or a puppet. <laughs> so just a pair of pants that someone has on a wire they're stringing or around. Or if they have a pants puppet, then yeah. it could be that too. <laughs> pants or a puppet. Okay, a description of the Fresno Nightcrawler. They appear to be relatively short creatures, about a meter and a half, with most of their height being made up of their legs, uh, as they possess extremely small upper bodies. It's hard to find details in the upper body of the cryptid due to the poor quality of the footage. It's extremely thin, white humanoid with no discernible arms. A larger specimen appears to have webbing connected from each knee to the torso. The cryptids appear to have very short, thin, and stilt-like feet. They do... They are really interesting looking. If they are. If they're fake or if it's a pair of pants on a wire, they did a good job making them look interesting. It doesn't look like... Remember that one photo of how someone said there was a lizard man in their backyard and it looked like a buff anthropomorphized lizard? Yeah. You know? Maybe this is Jim Henson's way of scaring us with puppets that look like these creatures. Because it's a very, oh. a very Jim Henson-ish creature. This... Is another cool thing that you said because I don't know if the people at the Jim Henson's Creature Shop realize this. Well, first of all, yes, they they realize that they're extremely talented at making amazing puppets, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they realize the 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 potential for guerrilla marketing for like uh, I don't know advertising a new movie, advertising a new series, just creating some hype around certain things and selling merchandise or something. They could make some insanely cool puppets. And well, what you're thinking, like, Jim Henson's production starts doing little, like, one-offs of different cryptids? No, I'm saying in their, well, first of all... With practical effects? That would be, that would be really, really awesome. Yes, okay. that would be great. Uh, and I don't want to forget that we mentioned that because that's an awesome <laughs> idea. Because if it ever happens, we want to take some credit for that. Well, we just would like to go to the Henson workshop and just kind of cry tears of joy and go, <laughs> look at all the gelflings and the skexies here. But what I'm saying is do some guerrilla marketing, some guerrilla advertising for an upcoming project without really advertising the project. But some of those cool, new, creepy little alien critters that you made in the Henson workshop out into the real world. And hopefully people just start posting photos of them online. Like, look at this weird thing I found outside my house at night on my nest camera or my ring camera at my doorstep like how those those people were in mansfield ohio just walking around with a clown mask on that was scary though that was scary do the same thing in real life with cryptid puppets so it's cuter so it's cuter and, and way mysterious. more yes okay and i'd be down with that wouldn't that be so cool and then all of a sudden it starts building up hype and then the henson company is selling millions of dollars of merchandise in like 
I saw the Poland Wobbler in Mansfield, Ohio, or wherever else. That <laughs> Why would be... is it always got to be in Mansfield, Ohio? I saw the big flying weird thing with the giant <laughs> human butt in Mansfield, Ohio. Because <laughs> there is nothing going on in Mansfield, Ohio. Not a lot. Just the reformatory and a really nice coffee shop. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's basically all I have. Uh, a little bit on the Fresno Nightcrawler. I think it's very cute. I think it's very exciting because there's only really technically been two to three sightings of this thing. Yeah. It's neat. That is neat. Well, it's just this new cryptid that we don't know much about yet. That's true. Or it's a new puppet that we don't know much about yet. Or it's Jerry's pants. (laughs) Or it's Stuntman Frank's pants. Yeah, on a fun wire. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening, Lens. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody else. And let's go to the haunted housekeeping zone. Yes. Okay. We need to because I feel gross. Yeah, it's so hauntedly dirty in here. Uh, uh, boo. That was me sneezing over the ghost dust. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Let's just go to the haunted house. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, well, we, I said war. We will see everyone in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, worm. Do you have any questions that you've been bottling up about your neighbor who you think might actually be a succubus, but who might actually be a ghost posing as a succubus? Well, you're in luck because you can call our not so brand new, but still new and shiny, state-of-the-art, aerodynamic, spooky spouses hotline and ask us any question that you want. We will hear your question. We will try to answer your question. We Sometimes we help. And sometimes we don't help, but that's okay. So do you have any questions about if your plants can actually hear you talk about your murder plans coming up? If your cat has another family that he's been secretly hiding from you? If you think one of your legs might actually be somebody else's leg? If there is a monster actually under your bed and your mom is wrong? Or if you think you can get Bigfoot on speakerphone and maybe let us talk to the Bigfoot that lives behind your house? Call our hotline whenever you want. The phone number is 803-816-2667. And if you're looking at your phone when you type the number out, which most people do, and you feel like, hmm, that number isn't spooky enough. 2667 spells booze. There you go. Which that is eh, 5% scary. So again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Call anytime you want. We'd love to hear from you and we'll answer your questions on our show. We are also part of the scavengersnetworkparty.com. <laughs> you can find us at scavengersnetwork.com, us and a bunch of other podcasts. If you would like to support us or any of the other shows on the network, you can donate one to $500 million and get extra bonus content. What we hit, We've done swell spells. We've done collabs with other people. It's really fun. Yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a patron and help us keep the lights on or help us keep the lights flickering because it's haunted. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just a small joke. You can. You can get access to, like Lindsay was saying, we've done some spells, some collaborations. There's some Myth Takes bonus content. There's some WIDK bonus content. And there's a lot more bonus 
bonus content coming up and we're very excited about it. So again, patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a donor if you like our show and you want us to keep making the show. Or if you just want to check out all the other shows on the network, maybe dipping your toes in the scavengers network or the Patreon pool, go to scavengersnetwork.com, do some browsing, some poking and some prodding, and then just take a gander. We also have a merch store where you can get some crazy, spooky, fun, great merchandise there. Maybe 2020 is the year you want to start using a coffee mug. Maybe 2020 is the year you want to use, you want to start using a mouse pad and just cut the crap. Maybe you don't have any clean shirts and you're like, you know what? I think I'll just order a Spooky Spouse's shirt and then I'll be good. You can do that. I mean, you can literally buy whatever you want. You're an adult. It's your money. And if you would like to keep up to date with our show, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses or you can send us an email at spooky at gmail.com show us some love follow along write us something i don't know yeah and if you'd like to you can rate and review the show whenever you'd like if you'd like or just help us spread the word about our show by telling a buddy of yours or telling an enemy we don't care we'd also like to give a shout out to eli chambers he is on twitter at eli who does music and he has written the theme song that you hear at the beginning and the middle and the end say maybe you just want a theme song for making coffee in the morning he can do that for you say you're starting a podcast about how you think your dog has been scheming to eat your body the second you fall asleep eli can make you some theme music specifically for your brand new podcast you're gonna start maybe you're like hey eli i woke up this morning i'm crabby and i want a song that makes me even crabbier yeah he can do that too he's a little bit of a warlock when it comes to tunes and sounds and sonic waves. That's because he has flute arms and I think he has trumpet thighs. He does have trumpet thighs. <laughs> so follow Eli at Eli Who Does Music and have him write you some tunes. He's good at it. PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. PodCube's patented time-agnostic articulated Newton mechanics allow for high-definition streaming of 8 petabyte per second audio from any time or place in space or time or place. Our Galileo pod delivery system is un intrusive and designed to blend in no matter when or where it goes to deliver your pod cube listen for yourself to the flagship pod cube podcast alabaster's haberdashery recorded on location in 1880 the finest bespoke headwear highest quality garments and most humble haberdashery in the heart of beautiful prumpleshire uk search pod cube all one word in your podcast app or visit powered by podcube.com pod cube the future is yesterday Welcome back. Hopefully you had a good haunted housekeeping. And hopefully you are all going to know what Lindsay was doing right before we came back. She rubbed her hair on the microphone and laughed. Well, then I pretended like I was sleeping. Because well, Jordan thinks it's really funny when I have to bring us back from haunted housekeeping. He uh-huh. laughs no matter what. Yeah. So it's like I'm just waiting for him to laugh. Yeah. No matter what I do. Yeah. So anyways... My topic this week is just some very weird cursed haunted objects that we may have not heard of before. Okay, like your microphone, how you rubbed your hair on it and (laughs) and then smelled it a little bit? Well, I told you I might be a witch that lives in the woods. (laughs) 
I'm not denying this. Okay. Yeah, a lot of, like, I was looking up stuff, and you find things on eBay, of course, the haunted dolls, and you have, what, Annabelle, the haunted doll, then you have, like, electric chairs that are said to be haunted. Well, here are some other ones that I did not know of. Cool, I think this would be fun. So, the first one I have, you, actually, I lied, you might know of this one. It's the- (laughs) Slimer. (laughs) It's Slimer. A um old original pressing version of the Ghostbusters on VHS. Oh, really? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you actually tricked. See, I'm you a, are. I'm not a trickster. You're mischievous and you're a little bit of a trickster. Anyways, this story goes back to a wedding dress from the 1800s. Oh, that's cool. It revolves around a rich girl. Um, Her name was Anna Baker. So in 1849, she allegedly fell in love with someone out of her upper class, and her family did not support this, and they forbade her for getting married to this underclassman. So she was a Celine Dion trying to marry a Bruce Springsteen. No, that would be the other way around. If she was upper class, going to someone, because Bruce Springsteen always said he's like blue collar man. Oh, you can't use that anymore. Oh yeah, because his concert tickets are like (laughs) millions of dollars. So she... She was like a Celine Dion trying to be with like... I don't know. I keep wanting to say Post Malone, but that's even that's not true. <laughs> well, and I don't could, even like Post Malone. Well, he's big now, but I mean, I guess it could be Celine trying to get with Post Malone. Just not happening. <laughs> so <laughs> so the father especially forbade this, this marriage from happening, and she was not allowed to marry him. So she had to go on the rest of her life not being able to marry the person that she loved, but she had a wedding dress already picked out because they were going to run away Ah, and get married. Eloping. They were going to elope, but it never happened. So she was pretty bitter the rest of her life. People say that she was just sad and miserable, which is really sad. And understandable, too. Yeah. In 1940, she died, and she was a very bitter and reclusive old lady, people reported. That's sad. So they think... That this dress that she still had when she died was haunted. Now, they kept the dress in Anna's old house, which they have now restored because she was wealthy and they kind of restored the family home and you can visit it. I don't know exactly where it is, but the original wedding dress is in the home and people that work there say that they can explain that the dress will move around on its own. Oh, weird. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder what that would be like to see that. Yeah, and she sa- they said that it will change, change positions and not just like as if the wind were blowing it and the arm would swing or something. Like they have it actually on a, what are those things called? The little mannequin... Oh, whatever. Yeah, they have like a fun name that I can never remember. Yeah, and they said that like the buttons in the back will come undone and like an arm will be draped over or like, I don't know, for something that's just like on a mannequin. Yeah. And just there, like it it will change odd positions. So they believe that that dress is haunted. So it kind of vogues like in- It does vogue. The old Madonna music video, right? Where you would strike a pose- and then hold it in vogue out for a while. Yeah. Well, maybe it's since she's not mad, she's just voguing. Vogue, vogue, vogue. <laughs> what a good Madonna song. Happy to body, vogue, vogue, vogue. Remember that one? Yeah. Man. Well, speaking of voguing, hate about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
just as strange as the haunted dress is a cursed chair. Okay. So this chair is in a museum. This chair is kept in a museum in the UK. The chair supposedly once belonged to a convicted murderer by the name of Thomas Bugsby, who he killed his father-in-law because he was sitting in his favorite chair without permission. Wow. Thomas Bugsby sounds like a real jerk. Yeah. He um, was sentenced uh, to prison for murdering his father-in-law, obviously, and was executed (laughs) by hanging in 1702. But before the execution was carried out, he granted his last words and said that anybody that sits in his beloved chair would meet their ultimate demise. Okay. So he used his last words to basically say, like, don't sit in my chair. I have it. It's already kind of set to my butt. It Like, it crevices where it needs to crevice. It's my chair. Yeah. Well, people that have sat in the chair before have, like, died of weird deaths. So in this museum in the UK, they actually hung the chair up towards the ceiling to prevent anybody from possibly trying to sit in it. Okay, so not only a smart move, but it looks like a cool art installation now. Yeah, I'll show you a picture. It just kind of hangs. It's just a regular wooden chair. (laughs) It hangs up towards the ceiling to prevent anybody from sitting in it. You know what? It doesn't even look like that comfortable of a chair. It really doesn't. I thought the same thing, too. I'm like, it looks like one of those chairs you like go to the thrift store and you see the typical wooden chair. Maybe like one of the legs is kind of busted or like the back little panels are busted. Yeah. And like there even even the price tag that's on all of them, which is ten dollars. You're like, that's nah, still kind of a lot for that chair. Yeah, it's not really that awesome. Imagine murdering someone because they sat in a chair you liked. Yeah, that's a little intense, you know? You're using my coffee mug, (laughs) stab. Like, just ask that person to get up. Yeah, say, you know, that's kind of my chair, and can you not sit in it? it, But you know what? Since I have asked you once, if you do sit in it again, I will murder you the second time. (laughs) But you've been warned. I wonder if he gave a warning. I, I mean, you would think that I mean that that would be the polite thing to do, but Bugsby didn't really sound like that polite of a guy. No, he didn't. Well, and the fact that he used his last words before he was hanged Seriously. to basically <laughs> tell everyone don't sit in his chair. Please, really, just don't sit in it. <laughs> That's a, mine. What a grumpy man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the next objects I have is actually from a museum that has a bunch of paranormal objects, and it's our buddies Dana and Greg Newkirk. Oh, fun! From the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal, um, which they are in Cincinnati, I believe, but, I mean, they're, they travel, so we met them before. They were really nice, and they have some cool stuff. But they're in this article because one of the items that they have that is said to be extremely haunted is an old iron pike about a foot and a half in length, which was originally found in a very haunted crescent mine in Oregon. Oh, cool. It has been speculated that the rod is a drill that the owner was crushed to death by with a cave-in at the site. Oh, oops. So the paranormal investigators, Dana and Greg, studied it in the so-called ghost mine drill. They uncovered an EVP when they went there. And when they went there, the EVP actually said it was a recording of an old man's voice and it said, tell Jennifer I'm sorry. Whoa. So they have that piece of haunted material and they caught that EVP, which is a little creepy. That is really creepy. That's cool. 
They also said that they've seen shadow figures lurking about the object. So when the object is around, they'll see shadow figures. And the haunted drill certainly has to win some award for the most haunted object, they said. Wow, that that they own or something? Yes. Wow, that's cool. So at the same time, they also have a conjuring drum, a wooden drum that supposedly once belonged to a voodoo family from Detroit. That's neat. So they would usually, you know, use these conjuring drums as a voodoo ritual that would conjure up dark spirits. So the family that owned it in Detroit got rid of the drum because they would feel and hear a spirit which they called the criminal. Oh, that's an awful name for a spirit. And nobody dared to play it again. The museum took it over and they also have a 200-year-old wooden idol from the Congo that somehow ended up stuffed away in the attic of a home in Dayton, Ohio. Weird. So, like, some weird stuff in Ohio that they have collected of, like, weird voodoo and all this crazy stuff. Ohio's, um, Ohio is kind of weird, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm glad we established that. I mean, like, we were just putzing around Ohio recently to go to the Serpent Mounds mm-hmm. in Pebbles, Ohio, and it really, really cool. But the whole area was just very desolate and dark and, like, yeah, it was a lot of farmland, but not your typical farmland. Like, it was almost kind of eerie. No gas stations, no stores. Yeah, we were very close to running out of gas. Yes, we were. And, yeah, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but it was the day after the full moon. I don't know. It just made me feel weird. It felt weird. Yeah, well, with this drum or this wooden idol from the Congo, they said that they would see dark spirits around it. They also nicknamed the idol Billy. Okay. I I guess because when apparently they did an EVP, the equipment would malfunction or break down. There would be screams that can supposedly heard be heard within its vicinity. Yeah, they have so much stuff. They're actually like, there's a lot of stuff in this article just about what they have at their traveling paranormal museum. I would really like to check that out. And I was looking, it's, it's, it's funny that you bring them up because I was looking today at their traveling museum Patreon. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to do it. Well, one of the strangest objects that I came about in this article was an object that belongs to the collection of the West Virginia's National Museum of the Paranormal. They have an eclectic amount of stuff, but I think one of the creepiest things they have is a haunted Dr. Seuss book. Oh, that's something that I really wouldn't have expected you to no. say. It's very weird because, okay, yeah, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> What's scary about that? I mean, unless you don't like rhyming, then. Green eggs and blood <laughs> or green blood and ham. Well, funny that you bring that out. Oh, cool. Uh, the book apparently was owned by a family who claimed that every time their daughter read it, that she could hear children's voices whispering in the dark, and she had this sense of somebody watching her. Ew. The paranormal investigator checked out the history of this book, and it was found that it had come from a house where it had a quadruple homicide. Oh, you don't say. And that some of the red blood stain on the cover actually came back as human blood. Needless to say, no one has been reading it since, and it's in a glass display case. Okay. So I think that's creepy because a family had that Dr. Seuss book. And, like, I believe that one because, okay, you have a Dr. Seuss book. Your little girl says, every time I read this book or you read this book, I hear children whispering, and I feel like someone's watching me for a book, a funny 
rhymy, cute kids book. Yeah, and I guess why on earth, out of all the books that I'm sure, I feel like a lot of little kids have books. Right. Out of all the books. would she get scared of that one? And then they get rid of it saying, this book creeps us out. Mm -hmm. And they actually track down to see where this book came from. And it came from a crime scene. So what scares you about the book? Is it because it was part of a quadruple homicide? No, it's I don't like all the made up words and they really scare me. <laughs> like flibbledy gunk and grobbledy crimp. Well, I think the scariest part is the book that it is, is the foot book. Oh, I don't like that. The foot book. Do you yeah. remember the foot one? Yeah, I sure do. What yeah. was your favorite one? My favorite, Dr. Seuss? Yeah. I always like Green Eggs and Ham only because I think that's the one that I read the most growing up. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone likes Oh, the Places You'll Go because it's like, you never know and it'll be nice. I liked the, what is it, the 10 apples on top? Oh, I don't even when know When all that the one. animals start stacking on top of each other and you count to 10, I mean. Oh, I don't know that one. But it was just all these crazy animals and goofy stuff happening. I like Dr. Seuss. And maybe Seuss. Ghost Whispers. Yeah. Well, be careful reading the foot book, especially if it comes from a quadruple homicide home. Yeah. Or if for some reason you don't know where you are and you're in a place in West Virginia and it's in a glass case and you buy it somehow. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one that's bad. (laughs) Don't read that one. Those are creepy, Lens. Yeah. I thought the last one was definitely the creepiest because it's like a Dr. Seuss book, you know. I want to hear more ghost voices, you know? I want to like, I want to- <laughs> Well, we do have a spirit box now, so maybe yeah. that will use it a little bit more. We tried to use it in our home, and the only thing that I think we got was the word Linda. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought of your mom. Yeah, and I don't think it's my mom because she wasn't here, and I don't know what it was. But maybe soon, we once we learn how to actually like really use it and capture as many ghost voices as we can, maybe we'll do some fun spirit box stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would be into that. Well, Lindsay, we have a little bit of time. Do you want to take a voicemail from our haunted hotline? Yes. Okay. Well, always cool. Do. You know, I also always do. That's why we have it. That's why. Yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are interested in calling our haunted voice, what do we call it? The haunted hotline doesn't matter. If you want to call and leave us a message and we'll answer your voicemail on our show, you are more than welcome to call any time of day, any time of night. The phone number is 803 803- 816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. So call whenever you'd like. Ready, Linz? I'm ready. Here we go. Hi, Lindsay and Jordan. This is Katie in Toronto. I'm calling because something spooky just happened to me. So my dog and my kid and I were sitting in my living room and my dog starts losing his mind. This is not an unusual circumstance. However, this time I look out the window and there's nothing. There's no people. There's no dogs there's no squirrels i'm like okay monster what's up this is silly so i walk to the kitchen and out of the window i see a black streak go right by my house and this is at higher than i am height that's all i saw i wondering if you guys know what it is let me know what you think bye so canada is a wild place yeah (laughs) it's there's a lot of land well let me ask this do they have tall people Well, (laughs) you know, I can neither confirm nor deny that Canada has people. I don't know how tall Katie is. Would you say that their people are taller than most? See, I don't know. Mm. I don't know anyone. I feel like for some reason, like literally you and I are forgetting about a very tall Canadian person. And I don't know if that's true or not. Jim Carrey's pretty tall. Drew Carey's from Cleveland. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. 
Yeah, I guess he's kind of tall. He's tall. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> assuming that Katie is six foot eight and yep. this thing was taller than her, holy moly. Yeah, that's very tall. So yeah. things that it could be. Ghost. Ghost, probably. A cryptid, but a really fast one. Yeah, I was going to say like, okay, everyone thinks tall cryptid, they think Bigfoot right away. I don't know if they're particularly, like if they're alarmingly fast. I wouldn't think, I mean, I guess they would have to be if they don't get spotted, but I think they don't get spotted because people get scared of their size and run away. And then I also think if Bigfoots are as smart as everyone says they are, I don't really think that they'd be coming up to someone's house in Toronto. I don't know. I don't know, unless there's like... I don't know, like a really good restaurant in Toronto, like, you know, just like something quick and simple and very casual that they could just grab really quick and head out. But I really don't know. Yeah. So that kind of me like leads me to believe that it's probably more paranormal than cryptid. So I don't know. Maybe was it dark outside? I think it was dark outside. I don't remember. Hmm. Maybe it was somebody like finishing up their shift at the mall and they were wheeling a mannequin home, Mm. a real tall one. Um, cause it was the tall, tall boy fashion store. Mm-hmm. And so they were wheeling it home and they got scared cause they thought that they heard a dog bark, which her dog oh. barked. And then they kicked it away cause they were like, well, nobody is getting my tall mannequin. Was it on wheels? Yeah. Got it. And it flew past the window. And then once he realized the coast was clear and the dog stopped barking, he went and picked it back up and took it home. But it just so happened to be right behind Katie's house. Yeah. And then he put it in his favorite, his Gucci attire at home. So, okay. The more important thing is that you're saying an employee who works at a mall in Toronto at the Tall Boy Fashion Store. Yeah. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Tall Boy Fashion Store. Yeah. Was wheeling a mannequin a mannequin home, and they maybe this isn't the very first time they've done this, and they have multiple mannequins inside their house that they dress up in their favorite mm. little clothes. And they go, just me and my buds kicking it. So it's a night stalker. He was coming home from work, and he was bringing one of his mannequins home mm-hmm. to set up in his murder shack. Mm. And he's like, oh no, I don't want anybody to see me. So he like kicked it, thinking like. Oh, it's not going to fly past your window, but it did. Yeah, it went literally right where this guy thought it was not going to go. So that's kind of scarier for you, Katie, because I think a serial murderer might live by you. <laughs> like, I think I just made it worse now. Well, okay, well, then let me make it not worse. Okay. It was just a gigantic bird, and it flew in. What they would the wing flew in with its wings up and down? It was doing, okay, it was flying oh. in. It was flying. And it was coming up to Katie's window. And then it did one of those cool 90 degree turns. Like if you're thinking of the movie Independence Day with Will Smith. Oh, it's like the spaceship had to get through the mountains. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was Big Will getting through the getting through the mountains. Mm-hmm. So it did one of those vertical flights right by Katie's window. And gotcha. it was an eagle or something. It was something very big. And okay. wow, what, what a thing to see. What an experience. And that's not scary at all because that's one of Earth's lovely creatures. You know, it is one of Earth's lovely creatures. <laughs> so how about this, Katie? If you invest in a trail cam, one of the motion activated trail cams mm-hmm. that only takes a picture or pictures when something's triggering it, put one of those outside and upload the photos that your trail cam finds to somewhere on the internet. And then it'll be maybe you find it there. 
And if you upload your video and you realize that it's a mannequin, get out. Yeah, run away. You got the Night Stalker on you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that you... Well, that's really interesting. It is really interesting because whenever, whenever dogs get alerted, I always think that adds more validity to the story. Right, because it's not like you your mind's playing tricks on you where you just looked up and you were like, I think I just saw something go by the window. And you're like, ah, it's my imagination. But if a dog is barking, it's kind of confirming that something's out there. Exactly. I don't know. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. And I think it's safe to say that either Lindsay or I are absolutely correct. Eagles can't unlock doors. No. They can open them. But they can't unlock them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So just make sure they're locked. Please. Yes. For everyone's safety. Yeah, for the eagle, for you. For your child, for your dog. There's so many eagle accidents of them trying to open doors when they're locked and then they get hurt. In Canada or worldwide? Worldwide. How many? Like per year? Um, I would say the most cases are in Egypt. Um, okay, cool. Because they try to get in to the pyramids a lot and then they can't yeah well who wouldn't want to go in there right um i just i'm just imagining an eagle like sitting on top of a pyramid and it's just like wow that's majestic (laughs) (laughs) like why don't we have that on the dollar bill yeah i don't know we have that creepy all-seeing eye that just reminds people why don't we change the dollar bill it has the like creepy illuminati symbol everyone's like look if you fold it a certain way it says um something about helter skelter or whatever just put just change it just change the dollar bill eagle on a pyramid there we go yeah america (laughs) nothing says america like pyramids and eagles on top Well, Katie, we hope that helped maybe 5%. Yeah. And if it didn't, we're very sorry. But just remember that we are not, uh, we can't be held responsible if there really is a very large eagle or a serial murderer in your neighborhood. (laughs) It's one of the two. Just lock your doors. But hey, what about this? Uh, Call the cops on the person you think it might be. And then bingo, bango, you get some free Gucci next door, even though it's for like very tall people. But you can Tall go Gucci. Yeah, just get that really tall and weird Gucci stuff. Well, then, okay. <laughs> well, if we're going to go America, I mean, I know she's in Canada. So it's like, you know, good for you because yeah. what we're working with right now is what we're going to put on the dollar bill. And I say an eagle wearing Gucci. That's that a just, good that one. That sums up America for you. Yeah. Eagle wearing Gucci. Um, What is it? Spending needless amounts of money. And a big bird. Yep. I like that lens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's the end of our show, yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on various forms of social media at Eli Who Does Music. He's nice. He's special. I almost said snice, uh, but he does have flute arms, so be careful. Yeah, and we'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. We're a proud member of the Scav family. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com. We also have a Patreon that you can donate $1 to $500 million to keep the lights on for our beautiful, awesome company. Also, also, also... Watch out. Watch out. We got new merch, and I think it's really, really cool. So definitely go check it out at thescavengersnetwork.com. Yes, or go to... I forgot about this. Literally just go to spookyspousescast.com. Take you right there. And bringo brango 
it takes you right to our landing page. And if you scroll down, there's our merch at the very bottom of our website. Yeah, we got a coffee mug. We got a Molly blanket, which yeah. adorable. Yeah. And we have a short sleeve shirt. But hey, maybe you're like, hey, I don't like when my arms are showing and chilly. We also have a long sleeve shirt. So go check them out. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We would also like to thank each and every one of you for being with us at the beginning of 2020, for hanging out, for telling people you might like or dislike about our show and helping us spread the word. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. And until next Monday, we hope you all have a week where you finally buy the trail cam you've always wanted and then you see an eagle flying vertically right by your window. Yeah, and hopefully if you're reading your kids any uh, spooky Dr. Seuss books, uh, make sure it's not the foot book. Yeah, do like the do the 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 redfish bluefish or something. Yeah, do it. Pick a different book. Yeah, mm. kind of a red flag. It's a book all about feet. It's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. Well, hey, we will see each and every one of you next Monday. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, Linz, can you please, I have to test these levels here. Can you please make the noise you think a zebra makes? Oh-pachoo! Okay, let me check that's correct. Um, And then why don't you just kind of run the gamut on a bunch of sounds up and down. Let me just check these levels. Well, of what animal? Yeah, just any you want. You have to tell me an animal. I'll tell you the sound. Okay, groundhog. Okay. Um, let me check my notes here. Uh, oops. Wait. Let me check. I was going to say groundhog again, but I already have that one. Let's go with. Uh, um, I think that. Can we just hear groundhog one more time? Yeah. And that one's correct. Uh, giraffe. Okay. Well, that one you actually skipped forward on the list of giraffe falling off of a bridge. Oh. Okay. Now, what I thought that was a giraffe going up a ladder okay can you do giraffe going up a ladder that was it that was that was it okay do giraffe falling off a bridge oh no (laughs) okay now did you mean to do person or giraffe well that's the same okay Uh, i think we got it okay thanks Lindsay. you're welcome um bye bye the scavengers network creator driven community focused treasured content having a really happy birthday. We hope that there are lots of treats and scritches and especially toys. (laughs) Happy birthday. Bye-bye. Drink more milk. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? 
Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 